Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to Moderate Turbulence. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. How are you, Adele? I'm same, a little... Same question I always ask you. Cold. <laughs> You're a little cold? Yeah. Well, I didn't even turn the furnace off, so I hope it doesn't kick on. Mm. Well, I mean... um. I'm cold because I am tired because I was up at 5.30 and Jeremy's giving me the evil eye because he hasn't slept in like five days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do suffer from insomnia, unfortunately, and uh, I ran out of the pills I used to sleep a couple days ago and I just haven't gotten any. And I was I was working last night and I had a migraine, so I had to come home early. And then that led to me sleeping a little bit, but then not sleeping anymore. And it's been, I have to go back to work tonight for another 10-hour shift, so... Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, poor Jeremy's been struggling with that. And at the same time, I'm working still opposite schedules pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I was up early. But when I um, when I get tired, I get cold. So that's why I'm like, I have my hot tea beside me and <laughs> Roxy as well. So everybody's keeping me warm. <laughs> yeah. Should have yeah. brought my blanket, but whatever. It's fine. Although when you were at work this morning, I was still in bed. I wasn't really sleeping, but I was in bed. Roxy actually cuddled with me for a little bit. So that was good. Mm. She makes good progress with you. Mm, bubbly. Not sponsored. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which we bought from Costco, also not sponsoring us. But uh, <laughs> oh but they actually, you excitedly found out that uh, Costco had the new flavors of bubbly that like traditionally they only had the, the lime, what was it? Lime, strawberry, cherry? No, pomplamousse. Pomplamousse, sorry, grapefruit for the non-French-speaking lime? folk. Yeah. Well, it's not new flavors. It's just a new like package of flavors different flavors yeah yeah so i don't know if they'll have both packs available or they're like transitioning to the other one but the new one new pack has orange black uh, blackberry and cherry yeah um which blackberry and cherry are two of my favorites um i mean they're all good and to be honest it's bubbly water so the flavor is very faint yeah but it's also quite tasty yeah and they're zero calories and you know it's, yeah i mean i'm a, not fully sure how healthy it is to actually just drink a lot of that stuff but definitely healthier than drinking coke so <laughs> which i also love <laughs> yeah well oh we do have some more exciting news what jeremy uh there's a new youtube channel that everybody should check <laughs> out i mean we have already a video planned for a couple weeks from now. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I started a YouTube channel. And it's finally. Called, it's well, it's the same as your Instagram handle. Yeah. La Del Vie, which is a play on words of my name and La Belle Vie, which is a French term. In case anybody was wondering. Not many people seem to get that, to be honest, but well, what, I thought what it was does clever. it translate to for our non French speaking folk? Well, La Belle Vie is the nice life. The good life, yeah. But it's like it's one of those things that's very widely not used but it's kind of like it's often on t-shirts and things like that in like the english world mm -hmm. so i thought it was when i came up with the name of, i don't know like four or five years ago that's what i i thought and my name was kind of 
perfect play on words. I wanted to incorporate my name too. Well, yeah. That Anyways, that's kind of beside the point. But we have a few like videos planned that will kind of tie into aviation and stuff. And there's, um, we also have podcast ideas coming up that will also kind of be like, mm-hmm. you know, parallel um, to that video. So yeah stay tuned some exciting stuff yeah uh if i can i'd like to give a shout out to todd a friend of the podcast todd who interviewed us on our own podcast which was fun so todd every year he participates in movember um and so he does uh he collects donations and the company he works for matches all of the donations he's been doing it every year he's raised over the years uh i want to say close to like twenty thousand dollars or something Something crazy like that. So good on you, Todd. Keep at it. Um, I'll add a link to our webpage uh, if you want to go out there and support Todd uh, and add a donation to his page. Every little bit counts. Yay, that's so great. Yeah. Wonderful. Any hoosers. Any hoosers. I have prepared an incident for us to discuss. Jeremy. She's been trying to make me guess what the incident is over the last few days and I've been throwing out just random guesses and she's like, no, no. Why would you even guess that? So I've gotten it wrong. So I have no idea what your incident is. I hope we haven't done it. I don't think so, but I don't know. I've, I feel like we've definitely like touched on it, but maybe we would have it full. Anyways, I'm going to talk about the German wings flight 9525. Oh, Okay. We we did touch on it, but we haven't we yeah. haven't discussed it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this one is recent. It's happened five years ago. Yep. So people would most likely remember this incident. Well, anybody in the aviation world will remember the changes because of this incident, mm-hmm. which we shall discuss. Yes. After, um, but like I was already with the airline i wasn't flying it but i was with the airline so i was definitely also more highly aware of the situation and also when i started flying with everything that happened post incident um so yeah let's get into it so this happened on march 24th 2015 so it was an airbus a320-211 it was flying from barcelona spain to dusseldorf Germany, and it crashed in the French Alps about a hundred kilometers northwest of Nice. So German Wings was a low-cost carrier owned by Lufthansa. They were founded in 2002 and ceased operations in April of 2020. This incident was the only fatal crash of its 18-year history. So on this day, on this flight, there is in command we had. Patrick Sodenheimer, age 33, and co-pilot Andreas or Andreas Lubitz, age 27. On board, there were 144 passengers and six crew members. I must say, though, I'm going to go on a little tangent here because every incident that we do, we always have the information of the flight crew, yep. so the pilots. And this time I was like, well, it's so recent that I feel I should, and it's an Airbus, so there's less crew members, not like there's 15 crew members, you know? So I I wanted to find the information about the uh, cabin crew and, you know, kind of 
get their names and information about them because we always, um, you know, we have the names of the pilots and everything and their information and um, couldn't find anything. That's Googled crazy. it specifically. Um, there's a lot of information about the passengers, which, of course, we have to remember them and it's tragic that it happened, but there's never anything about the flight attendants and it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I've, I found that as well, like looking up incidents and trying to find the crew members' names. Sometimes, like depending on the incident or whatnot i have found some but oftentimes can't find anything like if the crew member like cabin crew member is specifically involved in the incident then that we would have their names Mm -hmm. but yeah other than that i don't know i just i literally tried and all the articles that would come up would have information about the passengers like oh this person was on and this person and but no i have no information about the flight attendants so we remember you flight attendants yes um, but this incident also is not about the flight attendants. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, mostly they are not because the pilots are the ones flying the planes. So if anything's going wrong, or if they, ha- if there's anything to be saved flying wise, yeah. let's be honest, the pilots will have to be doing something yeah, or not doing something. <laughs> so anyways, so the flight leaves, Barcelona, and half an hour uh, into the flight, the plane leaves Spanish airspace and enters French territory. First Officer Lubitz is heard saying, if you need to go to the bathroom, now is your chance. The captain agrees and leaves the flight deck. First Officer Lubitz then sets the autopilot altitude selector to 100 feet. He also adjusts the autopilot to the aircraft's maximum speed. Four minutes later, the captain attempts to re-enter the flight deck. Meanwhile, air traffic control in Marseille is attempting to contact the German wings flight and they are inquiring about their cruising altitude um, that they are cleared for. They receive no answer. Sodenheimer, the captain, is still trying to contact Lubitz via the intercom and trying to enter the flight deck, but he receives no answer as well. The captain is heard yelling for Lubitz to open the door to let him in. Passengers are starting to notice that something isn't quite right. Uh, Marseille is still trying to contact German Wings Flight 9525. Sodenheimer then tries to enter the flight deck using the aircraft's crash axe. That's what they called it in information. Yep, we used to call it that. Okay. But since 9-11, the flight deck doors were designed to withstand such intrusions yeah they're ballistic so proof yeah they're he didn't get it yeah um other aircrafts also try to make contact with german wings flight 9525 sodenheimer is pleading and still yelling for lubitz to open the damn door german wings flight 9525 crashes into the pas haute bleon region of the french alps everyone on board is killed the incident has been described as the french Lockerbie bombing. The crash site is within the Massif des Trois Évêchés. So, what happened? I mean, from what I we know what happened, yeah. and we can also deduce that the co-pilot deliberately did it. Um, but the investigators found that the first officer, Lubitz, had been suffering from depression for two years prior to the incident. He had not been cleared by his doctor to fly and had been given several notices 
by his doctors to not fly. Lubitz ignored all this advice. The doctors who gave Lubitz the sick leave notes did not contact Lufthansa to inform them of the issue. Investigators also found out that Lubitz had tried to crash the plane on the previous leg, Dusseldorf to Barcelona. So I guess they were doing a turn. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that part. How did he try to quote unquote crash the plane on the previous leg? Or does it just say he did? So the, um, the investigators found out that he had tried to crash the plane. So it's, it was flight uh, 9524 from Dusseldorf to Barcelona because uh, Lubitz had been practicing setting the autopilot altitude dial 200 feet. And he had done that several times on that leg. Wait, so just randomly he would start s- selecting the altitude yeah. to a... Wow. I mean, that's what it says here. And he was doing that while the captain was out of the cockpit. Wow. So, so I guess like every time the captain was able to come back. So maybe he was like, okay, I'm not going to do it on this leg. Or I don't know what was going on in his mind. Or yeah. maybe he was just, quote unquote, practicing. Um, but yeah, the investigation uh, did uh, uncover that. that, And also that's uh, my next line is that, yeah, it was in that sense, it, it was proved that he had planned it. Yeah. And it wasn't just like on a whim oh the captain's in the bathroom i have like 10 minutes not even four minutes to do yeah. something yeah it was planned he wanted to he wanted to commit the murder suicide oh, god um um but then when his belongings were seized including his computer um there was no evidence of political or religious motivation and there was also no suicide note um um, doctors in Germany um, could have been prosecuted for breaking doctor-patient confidentiality, um, so they always refused to speak with investigators. And the full extent of Lubitz's depression uh, is unknown, but it was believed that he was suffering from psychotic depression. Wow. From uh, his actions and, well, and yeah. such. So... Um, on this um, plane, uh, there was a lot of, well, a lot of passengers, but there's a lot of information about them that, uh, because I, I don't know if it's because it's so recent that we have all the information yeah, or because it's such a, a tragic incident, you know. Um, so among this, uh, the passengers, most of them were uh, German a lot of a, a lot of them were also Spanish, and then a lot of different nationalities from all over Europe and all over the world um, made up the the passengers of this flight. So there were sixteen students and two teachers from the Josef Koenig Gymnasium. Um, so gymnasium in German just means high school, okay, or like an equivalent. So that's what it means. It doesn't mean gymnasium. Um, those students were returning home from an exchange in the Giola Institute in Linares del Valles, Barcelona. And there was also two um, opera singers, um, Oleg Briac and Maria Radner. They were the two opera singers. And 
all the other people. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah. And I believe there was also one person going, coming home from a funeral. Oh, my God. In Spain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, so the aftermath of this, I mean, we know what happened, but we, um, following the crash, several airlines worldwide made it mandatory to have two crew members in the flight deck at all times mm-hmm. during the flight. This meant that when one pilot needed to exit the flight deck for any reason, bathroom break, stretching their legs, whatever reason, they would have to call the cabin crew and request for one of them to enter the flight deck in order for the pilot to leave. So in practice, um, on a day-to-day regular flight, that meant that the pilots would always be calling us in the worst possible time yeah, um, during service or whatnot. Um, and that lasted for us about three years, two or three years, yeah, two or three years. Cause, uh, it was recommend it was that it was implemented pretty much right away in 2015. Yeah. But then, um, in 2017 airlines started to, uh, take it away from their protocol. Yeah. Um, some airlines still implement it. Um, yeah, that was, uh, the incident of German wings flight 9525. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more background. So after 9-11, that's when airlines worldwide had to install the ballistic, um, they called them submarine doors because of the way they lock from the top and from the side. So it's like, you're not getting through that door. Um, And so that door is locked throughout the whole flight. The only time it can be unlocked is from within the flight deck. And uh, so in this case, you know, when you, like the pilot has to let you in. So like you have to initiate contact with the flight deck enter a code, which is different on every airline, the pilot in the flight deck uh, will have to still like allow the door to be opened. So in this case with the German wings, the pilot just never allowed the door to be opened. If there was any case of a pilot needing to get entrance into the flight deck and the other pilot was unable to let him in. Like let's say he had a heart attack. Yeah. Okay. Which could happen in the four minutes. You never know. There are procedures put in place for that as well. But since the pilot in this case, Lubitz, was conscious, he was consistently denying access and yeah. consistently not granting access. So that's the issue yeah. at hand. Um, and so that's why they put in place, you have to have the two. two people. Yeah. yeah. So of course, if someone, when someone doesn't let someone else into the flight deck, then the other person can be like, um what you doing yeah that would be exactly how that would go (laughs) um what you doing um but yeah so that was a a short tragic and recent event that i'm surprised that we haven't done yet to be honest i mean there's so many incidents that we we can pull from but for for some reason um as you were reading this incident the what was going through my mind was um (laughs) This is this to me feels like like a mass shooting in a whole other venue, I guess. So rather than someone being suicidal and taking a gun to a crowd, which is tragic as well, instead instead of using a gun, they're using a plane full of passengers, full of innocent people, you know? Yeah, like that's in, sort of how it feels. Yeah, I mean it's it's like the instead of, you know, you're you're dealing with your own issues by yourself which yeah. would still be tragic yeah 
suicide is is hurtful to everyone not only the person yeah suffering um but in this case it, it just touched everyone else mm-hmm. uh, it affected so many more people in, instead of just uh, lubitz and his immediate family yeah. um and uh yeah all these all the children i think the biggest thing that was on the news i think it was those those children who were coming home from a trip and it was like i mean children are children it's always sad when one dies but like let alone 16 of them yeah and uh you know they're coming home from a trip and you have the the opera singers so like a lot of people in their prime who are like you know not that it's not tragic but you know it's like we want to remember these people as well because they were those who those are the people that we want to remember and not uh the person who who caused it all yeah but it's it's uh it's interesting i mean we're not doctors, so we don't know. And obviously it's like some of the information I, that I read about the investigator just not being able to contact or not like the doctors not being able to to speak with the investigators because of the laws that are in place in Germany. Um, but I'm wondering as a, as a doctor in Germany at the time, if you're Lubitz's doctor, are you required? Are you like by law required in any way to contact Lufthansa? Or not at all. Such a touchy subject, yeah. You know, that's why I'm like, I'm wondering, like, you know, are the doctors at fault in any way? But obviously, like, because if they're saying to Lubitz, no, don't fly. Maybe. But it's up to you to enforce it. Like, that's so. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. I mean, I guess the only other option would have been to, you know, commit him. But that's just that's the extreme like you you don't do that to everyone so i know that's just questions that came up to my mind when i was reading these because you know i feel like and that was also kind of the focus of investigation as well because they found that out like i mean they found out some way that he was given these don't fly notices or advice or sick leaves from the doctors, but then Lubitz never informed Lufthansa. Nobody informed Lufthansa and he was still allowed yeah. to fly. If I remember from the investigations, they found they found like papers in his apartment that said like Don't fly. Recommend don't fly, but obviously he never submitted that or whatnot. So Yeah. Yeah, it's so It's such I'm, a tragic end to you know, yeah. someone obviously going through a lot of personal demons. And I mean, like, he was also, yeah, I mean, the, the captain was young, 34, yeah. but Lubitz was 27. That's crazy. So young, yeah. So, anyways, that's, uh, I mean, also, it's like, whenever th- something happens, it, other regulations get put in place. And those regulations are, were put in place put pretty much every airline in the world. And then they slowly kind of... Scaled it back dwindled away and some but some airlines definitely still have them in place and still use them um so it's just it's such a change like when i started flying you know like we didn't i mean it was before 9 11 so just all of the rules and regulations like i still remember bringing bringing up a, a seven-year-old who's so excited to go and see the pilots in the middle of the flight like Oh my God, I get to see like everything. And you see the, the view from the flight deck at 30 some odd thousand feet. Like it, it's just so tragic that we can't do anything like that anymore. And all the rules and regulations around the flight deck door. And it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's also become the ind- aviation industry as a whole has just become kind of like a, 
Like it used to be a a, a five star restaurant, and now luxury. it's a McDonald's. Yeah, you now, know, it's like it's, it's fast paced, fast track, cheap, cheap fares. Everything yeah. is scaled down, and it's it's gone from an experience to uh, literally just an opportunity to get it from A to B, and usually the cheapest way possible, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what people want. They want to travel more. And so if you can get five flights for the price that you used to get for one, well, yeah, you're going to take the, the first option. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's it. Th- great job on uh, on your research for the incident this week. Thanks. Next week, we'll be coming at you with another fun episode. Mm-hmm. And we have a really fun episode in the works, but yeah. we're not going to spoil it for any of you. No, you got to stay tuned. Keep that listening. might be in like two to three weeks because yeah. we have a lot of homework to do for that <laughs> one. Yeah. And you'll understand once the episode comes out. So that'll be fun. Might be a little long episode and we might even have to do two parts. Yeah, we'll see. So well, stay tuned for fun, fun, fun times. Well, it's fun crashes. times when we're talking about incidents, but I mean, it's it, this is our version of true crime. It's not supposed to be fun, but it's informative interesting. and interesting. And we hope to hear your comments and send us <laughs> uh, send us any emails at moderateturbulencepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Yeah, for sure. And if you have an incident that you have in mind and that fascinates you for any reason, you know, you let us know. And if we haven't done it, we'll, we'll definitely look into it. Absolutely. Uh, And if you are flying out there, remember, always be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Woof, woof. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at HuffyJ and at LaDelVie. Thank you.